Hey, Dave. Hey, Nate. How's it going over there? Anything new? Oh, yes. Uh, some new, new, new baby in the house. Yeah. Two months old now. Yep, we've we've had a little uh, little lag in the show, so I was just wondering if uh, anything was new over there. So yeah, you got a new human in the house. Yes, a new new little storyline developer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that would be awesome. That would be awesome you know, to, to take over the daddy's business. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that was always the dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, we we definitely needed this uh, summer break. Um, but yeah, now we're back. And uh, how are you, Mr. Dave? I'm very good. I just, I've been very busy. We had the Chicago e-learning and technology showcase, uh, which we're always a part of every year. Uh, we sponsor and we speak at the event. So uh, mm-hmm. I uh, had a nice presentation on uh, building a different kind of user experience and storyline using dials to create kind of a journey through a project. Uh, so it was great. Had a lot of good questions and uh, had a lot of fun doing that and meeting a lot of a lot of our friends and a lot of new people at the uh, event like we always do each year. Awesome. Awesome. One day, man, I will join you there. Well, you are always welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Just just need to hop on a, on an airplane. And I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. Just right. give me half a day. Well, we'll expect, you, we'll expect you next year then. Yeah. So, yeah, the flight there is not fast. And what was not fast was also my storyline. You know, a while ago I was complaining that it, it really, uh, everything was slow and I had a lot of objects or high-res resolu- high picture. And then there were some updates and I felt like it wasn't quite fixed and so on. But since then, there are like one to two updates every month. You know, the, the, the updates are quite frequent, which I like. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. Yeah, and uh, and maybe there's also some new stuff in between, which is also great. And I feel like... Uh, the thing has actually been solved because, you know, I just remember not, you know, cursing for a month now about that. So. <laughs> so so there you go. So it's very likely solved then. Yeah, but I guess it was probably, I don't know, something tricky. So maybe it took them a few iterations to get it, you know, right. But now, no complaints now. Uh, I think it's quite solid. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. That's that's very good. I you know I still have to test this a little bit more. But if you remember, I had that issue where videos would kind of stop playing uh, on mobile devices. Oh yeah, what happened with that? Uh, well, someone from Storyline out of the blue sent me a message that said, "Hey, we've had an update. This is a uh, like a month ago, mm-hmm. and it seems like that would fix my problem, um, which was a huge problem, huge problem for our clients." Uh, you know, you should be able to have more than five videos or however many videos in a row without it freezing everything up. And so I tested it quickly and it looked like it was working. Um, I need to do a little bit more testing, but, uh, Hey, if they fix that, I greatly appreciate it. And I greatly appreciate them. I mean, they went out of their way to send me a message to say, Hey, we up, we fixed this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'll, I'll test it more and keep you in the loop, but, uh, that's a huge fix for me. But. Uh, I'm just wondering why didn't you just you know use the old project and export again? Uh, well, I did. It's 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 a huge project, and um, I I need to test it on multiple mobile devices that I have here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I did it quickly on on an iP- iPad, and it seemed to work all the way through it. Mm-hmm. But I was seeing a number of s- slightly different ish, you know, s- same problem, but it 
it would kind of freeze up on different devices after different videos and things like that. So I really just want to test it across more devices and make sure it's working properly. So can you share what exactly have you done with the problematic project? Did you have some, you know, alternative solution or was it just on hold? No, it it went live. I know on this one project it went live because it was just something it was a situation that we had to deal with. They don't have a lot of people on the mobile devices yet, but they will. They're having more and more people, so we just had to go live with it and and uh, it was republished. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just needs a little bit more testing. Okay. But it, it it that's what was so frustrating is we really couldn't there was no workaround. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know we were also discussing this and um I think whatever I suggested oh, you already tried or it didn't work. So, yeah, really annoying. Yeah, but uh you know, I they've I, I've always been very happy with them getting back to us and I know they can't fix things right away in, in all situations. So, uh I, I like you said, I do like the uh more uh the the uh updates that are seem to be coming out more often. Frequenter, right? Yeah. Fre- frequenter. <laughs> well, I I have a bee in my bonnet um, uh, because of another bug, which I reported and also shared and discussed with David Anderson. And it's I, I, I mustn't be the only one that has this issue because I'm sure there are many people out there that use, uh, you know, pick one or pick many when they convert to freeform. Because I I never use the you know built-in the radial dials or multiple select buttons, um, I always create my own selected states, uh, you know for A B C D answers for example, and something happens when you select these objects and when you convert convert them to freeform. So let me give you an example. Usually how I how I do this I have a object text box where you have the text that is the answer. And then I go into the state, the normal state, and then right next to the to the to this object, to the left, I, I add a square. You know, so it's like a empty checkbox, for example. So that's my position. And then I just copy this normal state to selected state. And in that rectangle box, I put a check mark in, for example, or or a circle if it's a, just a single answer. You know, so I have the normal state and I have the Selected state, you know, mm-hmm. makes sense. Makes sense. Now I have like, and then I multiply. Maybe I don't know seven times because if maybe if it's a template thing, I, I do it many times. And then I go to convert to freeform. Then I select the objects that I want that that are part of the you know pick many or pick one uh, interaction. And then what happens? I don't know. Storyline goes crazy and destroys my selected states. And what's also interesting is the first object in the list, that one is fine, but all the following objects are destroyed. If you go into the state, uh, you know, a rectangle that I mentioned before that was copied mm-hmm. from the normal state, it's gone. It's nowhere to be seen. It's, it goes the way of the dodo. It's, it's not there anymore. It's just not there anymore. So what you have to do is First, of course, first you have to go, <laughs> you do the old thing where you have to remove that glow that they still push on you. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the selected state, which I don't understand. Because what I would do, if, if 
I was the guy there. I would say if the user has selected state already created, if it's there, ignore, don't do anything. If there's no selected state, create the selected state, add the glow. You know, that would be my simple solution. Mm-hmm. You know, because people often use objects where, where there's no selected state, for example. Anyway, I go into the, into the first object, which is fine. Uh, go into selected state, remove the glow. Uh, I click done, you know, done with the done editing state. And then I just format paint from my first object to all the others. However, it doesn't stop there. Um, something happens also in the hover state that if when I go with the hover over, something disappears and so on. So I have to do some more rearrangement there, which is really strange. So, you know, I just figured out how to do that and I can fix everything. Maybe maybe I'll do a video about that. Yeah, we'll do it. And then, you know, I'm done. But, you know, this is every time I have a new project and I have to create a new new pick one or pick many interaction. Storyline destroys my states and, you know, then I go back and fix them and then it's all fine. But I really don't understand what's happening and it's really annoying. Yeah, it sounds a bit frustrating. I, I know I've seen little odd things with states using using things like that um and i've just kind of dealt with it but it it is it takes a it wastes a lot of time yeah yeah and it feels like don't just don't touch anything everything is fine (laughs) don't just don't touch just use it in the free form you know it's nothing special (laughs) so i don't know just whatever treatment you're doing just just delete that part of code and we're fine you know we're fine (laughs) yeah just change the code a little bit just just select all delete just that part just that part and it would be great it would be swell and let me add just another tip here uh for for of course for storyline uh it's just something i discovered uh, by accident and if you so if you right click drag an object when you release you have a nice uh what's it called <laughs> menu yeah little little uh dialog box menu yeah, you get a nice uh, dial box menu where it says copy here or move here, you know. So, I mean, it's nothing special, you know, but but it might it might come handy if maybe you're creating duplicates and you and you want position it at exactly you know somewhere so you don't have to position it later, you know, not just a simple copy paste, but you can you just move it there and it's already copied. So it's similar to control dragging an object, but Maybe if you have just one hand, you know, that's <laughs> easier. <laughs> so just a simple tip. Might come handy. Might come handy. I, I, I liked it. You told me about it. It's one of those things where it's like probably so many people use it, but I didn't because I just I wasn't in the habit. I never tried it and I wasn't in the habit of doing it. So you told me about it. Now I right click all the time to if I've got like a bunch of boxes, I got to duplicate a bunch or whatever it might be. I'm just doing it that way. Now it's a nice, nice quick tip. Nice. Very happy to hear. One of the updates to Storyline was uh, quite a big one, I could say. It's the new Storyline Modern Player. And my buddy Dave here is going to tell us all about it. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty significant update. Um, I kind of put together a number of pros and cons as it relates to it. Mainly pros. I really think it's a great step in the in the right mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like it a lot. Uh, just some high level things to be aware of. Uh, y- basically you can get to it through the, 
through the I have no idea. I don't have storyline open here. Uh through the uh play, player properties, is that what it's mm-hmm. called? Yes. Through sir. the player properties. And you can select, you'll see it in there. Um if you're opening up a project you've already built, you'll see it's marked as the classic player, uh, or you can select the modern player. It's a little drop down. Um, I'd be interested to see if they eventually add other things to it, but um, it will change all your little controls that you're used to. Um, so it's it's not just the look and feel; it's also the the what's available as far as configuration for the player. It'll change all that as well. So just something to be aware of. Um, I think one big thing is it doesn't let you, when you go to publish, you don't have the flash option anymore, uh, which is, is, oh no. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, oh, I, I hope you're sitting down. Um, so (laughs) no more flash output option, which I mean, yeah, you, it could uh, really old computers might flash might be, you know, a, a good thing to have, but no, that that's, that's future. They're discon- it's being discontinued. It's not going to be anything anymore. It's great that we aren't going to have to even think about Flash, being oh, yes. able to publish to it, being able to uh, even being in the situation where you might have to QA uh, a a Flash published version as well as an HTML published version. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. I really like that a lot, and I'm sure that's really necessary for them uh, as they're trying to deal with the. Uh, no more future flash issue. No, no, that's, I mean, that was a totally right decision because uh, this is the, you know, update meant for, let's say, the future. So, you know, why bother? Why? I mean, just one less thing to worry about for them and for us. Exactly. Yep. So that's, that's fantastic. Uh, another thing, uh, it's a very clean design by default now. I always mm-hmm. felt like the classic player, which, you know, I can look at any project and say, oh, that's just using the classic player uh, when I see it. Um, and I never liked the look of it. And now, uh, by default, it looks so much better, looks, well, modern. Mm-hmm. Um, have, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, nice, minimalistic, slick. Uh, would prefer yep. maybe some options for the colors, but not a lot. But I feel like maybe the the contrast might be a bit weak for some people you know i agree yeah i do i have a couple cons on that uh but uh i agree that so the coloring options now um and this is kind of one of those pro slight con things i think generally um it's very easy to use now um the coloring options are basically a light or dark scheme so uh, light is basically the background's white, dark it's, I don't know if it's black or maybe it's a kind of a dark gray, I think. Um, and then there's an accent color. That's like your color settings, the accent color. That's going to be the, like maybe rollover cover, uh, color of the next and previous arrows, the seek bar, yeah. different, you know, your kind of your rollover color in the menu, Um but it's one color. You select one color and it affects everything. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think if you have the 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 bright ver the the, the the light version, the, the white version of the player, if your slide is white, I don't think there's any border around the slide, which I don't like. 
Am I wrong? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I'd have to look at that again. It's a good question. We will follow up on that one. I will well, follow up right now. Oh, wow. Okay, the verdict is in, and there's zero border around the slide, which I don't like, because I feel like the, the bright version should be maybe a bit, you know, grayish, so you could see the difference between your slide and the background. And see, this 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 starts to get into my con that I'll mention in a bit, but mm-hmm. because you know while it's a kind of a pro not having all this configuration as far as colors and turning certain things on and off is also a con because if you really need to tweak the visuals you can't yeah i i mean i like the you know simple approach you know don't give me every detail uh that's possible but hopefully in time we'll get some more control here cuz i like the bright version cuz maybe I don't know, I just feel like with some of these corporate clients, they would prefer the light version uh, over the dark one. But they often have wide backgrounds. And, you know, just I saw some slides with that version and I just switched it back to dark mode because it just didn't look, it didn't look fine because it felt like objects were, they were not on the, on the, on the, like not, not on an edge of the slide, but like floating everywhere because there was no edge. It's like everything is white, you know. So I'm not happy with the, with the, the with the dark, uh, with the bright version, light version. Yep. I, I agree. There's definitely some, some room for, uh, additional configuration. Mm. Now, one thing they do have, which I do like, is a, is a little drop down so you can set, your menus and controls to be turned off. So if you remember, you know, in the olden days, which with the classic player, if you wanted just to focus in on your slide and no other controls around it, you basically have to go in and uncheck a bunch of boxes and make sure next and previous were turned off. Now there's mm-hmm. a little drop down. So if you want to just focus on your slide and nothing else, it's much quicker to, uh, to configure. You mean the hamburger menu? the um any anything outside of your slide so if you want to turn off your if you don't want to see the menu on the side if you don't want to see the seek bar or the next and previous or the resources up at the top right or whatever it is uh it's just a simple drop down and you won't see any of that anymore oh you mean menus and control off on okay okay yes menu menu and controls on off yeah yeah. No, yeah, that's great. I mean, if you're going full-on custom player, that's awesome. Just, you know, <laughs> enable that and you're you're good to go. Yep. Uh, and another thing that they have, another pro for me, um, slight con, but mainly pro, is mm-hmm. that the project will automatically scale to fit the browser now. Mm-hmm. So where that used to be a setting... Um, and I'm not talking about it doesn't stretch your course, uh, but it you know it scales it so mm-hmm. uh, it tries to fill the screen as much as it can. It might put some bars on the right and left of your uh, browser window, but it it will scale it. It'll get as big as it can or even as small as it needs to, so that you can see everything in your project, even on a maybe a smaller pop up. Some some learning management systems might pop up a small thing. And I know people in the past who didn't know you could kind of scale your project or set it to scale. 
you wouldn't even be able to see the next and previous button, and now it's an automatic thing. Yep. I no, that that's awesome. But we did lose the con- we did lose the option um to have the like these extra things like menu and resources and notes, things like that that are in the features in the player tab settings. There's no more option to have these things on the top left part of the player. It's just top right. Because you, well, the top, um, you know what I mean? I, I think you can, but you have to switch your menu to the right. I don't think so. I don't think you can switch the menu to the right. Really? I thought you, I thought you could, and I thought that shifted everything over. No, if you do that, if you push the menu like in the settings, it just goes to the top bar part. So it's not open. It's just in the top bar, like 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 resources, for example. Oh, you can still have it on, off to your side, and you can have it start automatically closed if you like as well. Um, sure, sure. I, I'm just saying there's no there's no like drop down menu version that's on top right, but you can hide it and show it with this uh, hamburger menu that's available next to the. Next to the course title. Yeah, I was thinking it. I was thinking you could switch its sides because I thought I had done that. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. There's a setting for sidebar that it can be on the right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so basically, yeah, but you can only... choose the side of the sidebar, which then you know, in consequence, has the option to have the 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 other tabs, maybe on the left or maybe on the right. Right. The thing it, that it does take away is you being able to force that. So if I want the if I want uh the menu on one side and the some of my other options on the other, I can't quite move them wherever I want. It somewhat depends on the settings and it will automatically say, "Okay, well I'm going to put your resources on the left instead of the right." It makes some mm-hmm. decisions for you where I used to have a little bit more control over it. Yeah, I mean, if it's side, it's if it, if the sidebar is on the the right, then the other things are on the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it, actually, one thing since we're talking about it, one thing I do like because uh, we're talking about kind of that header there is that um, it does put the title now in line with the uh, resources and other things that you might have across the top. In the mm-hmm. classic player, it would put that well above almost in its own row and then a row below it it would have resources and things and just from a design standpoint now it's all kind of in line which is a much smarter as it relates to the just the look of it Mm -hmm. yeah the the top and bottom part uh so above and under the slide it's all nicely in nicely aligned in one row yep and another pro and we talked about it but i'll just I'll reiterate because it's a big thing for a lot of people. I don't use that side menu too often, uh, but what's nice about it is you can, it's now collapsible and expandable mm-hmm. where your your classic player, you really couldn't do that. And now I can basically with a click of a button, um, expand it out so someone could see the full menu of the course. Um, and I can have the course start with it collapsed, uh, yeah. which is just, it's some nice additional options if I'm trying to build a nice user experience. Yeah. And also because uh, the player automatically adapts to the device you're on, 
for example, on the, on the phone, because it's a smaller screen, the menu is hidden by default. It is, yeah. Uh, it's another nice pro of this player. Uh, it, it, from a, as it relates to mobile devices and um, kind of scaling to fit those devices, there's a lot more stuff it's doing uh, to make sure that the experience is nice across, uh, across different mobile devices that you might be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here in my pros? Uh, let's see. Well, one thing that's kind of nice is you, you can hide your play and pause button, uh, but but keep the seek bar, uh, which is interesting. You know, every once in a while I'll have a slide that might be locked down. Um, I don't want them to play or pause, but I do want to have the seek bar as kind of a, uh, kind of a status of how far I am through the mm-hmm. through the slide. So some nice little settings there. Uh, also, a nice little setting. I can set the um, the next and previous buttons to e- have the next and previous text plus the little arrows on either side, or yes. I can set it to just have the text or just have the arrow icons. So, a lot of quick configuration I can do with a couple of drop downs. Yeah, and then I have a couple of cons. Uh, any other uh, pros that I I might be skipping over? Oh, uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of little things. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of little things that are fantastic about it. Um I would just click around in the menu and and uh and again, the menu will change. Uh so so click around and see what options you now have or don't have. So, a few cons, I think all of which are visual. Uh they're all just kind of the user experience uh based cons that I have. The biggest is that, and this this kind of frustrates me. I'm I'm curious if it's the same as mine, so let's hear it. Okay, so my my biggest issue is that the um the the header and footer, and what I mean by that is the header to me has the title, it has maybe the resources and the menu drop down menu uh, in it, and then the footer being the uh, you know the volume button the um, seek bar, the next and previous buttons, that's the footer. And then you've got your slide in the middle of it. What frustrates me from a user experience standpoint is that your header and footer will always fill the top and bottom all the way to the right and left of your browser. Oh, yes. While your slide itself will basically try to fill the screen. And so it could put a big blank area on the right and left side of it. Yes. And what I dislike is that um, I'm trying to build a project. I don't always like to use the next button, but when I do, I want it to feel like part of the project. And the problem I have is I'll see my content in the slide in the middle of the screen, um, and I might have some bars on either side of it, but then the next button is way off to the right side, yes. um, lo- lower right side. And it is a, it's just such a huge disassociation with the project, the way mm-hmm. they do that. And um, when you see their little screenshots on, on Ninos Articulate's website, it's a little hard to kind of see what that, that, that that's a problem. But, you know, we're on like 16 by 9 big monitors, yep. a lot more people these days. Um, and you know, your browser window is pretty long. It's not very tall. And so in most cases, you're going to have this next button way off to the lower right, 
where your content is right there in front of you. And you yeah. have no ability to control where that next button is. You can't justify it against the right and left side of your slide. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some, sometimes I'm, I'm also not a big fan of having uh, instruction screens where, you know, I, I like having a nice user interface where you don't have to explain it. But sometimes it's, it's important to do. And, you know, we always would, you know, ha- draw little arrows down to the next button or sometimes <laughs> yes. we would we would want to call out the next button and have it blink or something, which you couldn't yeah. do, but you could you could kind of draw a little bouncy thing down on top of it. But you can't do that now because you can't yeah. associate the slide with where the next button's going to be. And I I highly dislike that. No, I agree. That, that was my number one also. I, I think I probably experienced it myself because, you know, I was checking a course, something like that, and my screen is white and... Still, a lot of courses are not sixteen by nine. Maybe more, more like they're more like four, four by three. So it means that the, the main mm-hmm. screen was in the middle, and then it's like, okay, let's click next, and your eyes go down, and there's no buttons there. So what's happening? And then you check off to the right. Oh, they're there. Why? <laughs> so that that part is really weird. I think that the, that they should definitely add an option to like keep keep the buttons or i don't know controls aligned with the slide or Mm -hmm. just spread them anywhere uh and and it's not such a big problem from for me like i i know where these buttons are it's not a problem but i feel like for some users it would easily be a problem that that, the the client will get back to me like nates they don't can they get they can't find the buttons where are the buttons you know i feel like Mm -hmm. their people will be hearing that that message (laughs) Yeah, and I mean we hear that we hear that from time to time now being able to have the button right there in the lower right they don't see it. And so it just uh it's something that I really do hope that they uh, make it an option to uh kind of justify it to the to the edges of your slide. Mm. And my next con is actually very similar. What you can no longer do is have a nice little box around your next and previous button. Like we were saying, as one of the pros, is that it's very simple to configure your colors now. But I've got no configuration on, well, again, like I was saying, if if I do want to have a next button in my project, I want it to be obvious enough and part of the user experience. But now I don't have any ability to configure the look and feel of it, really. So... Um, just having, depending on the colors that I go with in my project and how my project looks, my next button, it, it now has, I, I can't put a background color or anything on it. And it, it really can become a, a very low priority on that bottom bar as far as like what the user is going to see. I mean, it's really, this is another con. I'll throw a bunch of cons in all at once. <laughs> it's so icon driven now that your next button is just another icon, uh, you know? I mean, th- you have a volume icon, captions icon, play icon, the seek bar, the restart icon, and if you go with the default back and forward icons now, I think mm-hmm. by default it doesn't say back or forward, it's just the icons. That's correct. It is It is just a whole ton of icons across the bottom, and next is no has no higher priority visually over any of the other icons. And so I just, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't lead the user on to the next screen like I used to be able to. 
what's what's nice is these things are all they could they could absolutely update things and make make them a lot more uh, basically solve these problems mm-hmm. so i really like the foundation they've built and hopefully they'll do some things to make this a little bit more uh a little bit more user experience friendly yeah i mean i concur i'm not sure what to add but some tweaks here and there uh, that are definitely needed and i'm sure i mean they, they probably got a ton of feedback after they introduced the, the, the player and basically i think the dark mode works for most projects you know like black goes with everything type of thing and but but still yeah we would need some we would need some more uh, controls here and that, that's a good point i think with the next and the previous especially probably the next button because uh, i it's the most important button i guess in in e learning so although some people don't like it but yeah i mean it's here to stay people so yeah. if you're using it you you want to you want to make it part of the project and i feel they've just limited your yeah. ability to do that but mm-hmm. uh yeah it's a th- that's really my cons um mostly all visual um and all things that could be hopefully updated in the future, but they've got a such a great, uh, great foundation. It's it's just a much nicer look and feel. And you know, I've I've, I've used the modern player on a number of uh, tablets and phones now, and uh, it's very nice, very clean looking. Yep. And Dave, you missed the opportunity to say that that was a long con. Ha ha ha. I. I didn't miss that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I'm I'm sure we're going to talk about the modern player more in the future because I'm I'm quite certain there are going to be more updates to the to the player. And I think that wraps up our episode, Dave. Um, dear listener, if you have any questions, if you want to contact us, if 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 something bugs you. You can send a message through our uh, form on the website, theelearningguys.com. And Dave, where can people find you? Are you on the interwebs? I am, yeah. Uh, since uh, 1997, I've been on the internet, or 1996. Anyway, uh, yeah, if people want to reach me, uh, if they need custom e-learning, they can go to illumengroup.com, I-L-L-U-M-E-N-G-R-O-U-P.com. Uh, I have a lot of the videos and things that I do just about storyline and e-learning at youtube.com slash e-learninglocker. Uh, in fact, uh, I mentioned at the start of the show here that I was at the Chicago e-learning technology showcase. I did just put a couple of the videos on there that represent what I spoke to, uh, at the, uh, during my presentation there. Um, and then on Twitter, I'm at, uh, what is my name there? Uh, Dave underscore... Charney. Yes. Is that it? <laughs> um, <Pretty> sure. <laughs> okay. Type my name and it'll hopefully pop up. Some David <laughs> Charney will just chat with any of us. Um, and yeah, I, I, you can get a hold of me if you need to. And Nate's, how about you? Yeah, also on, on the Twitters under Nick N-E-J-C-D or Nate's the. Uh, and also, if you want to contact me for some custom e-learning, you can do that through... Uh, uh, elearningbrewery.com uh, so everyone take care and we'll talk to you soon yep take it easy and happy learning